1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
2: Now, with just one defeat in all competitions in the last ten, it's starting to feel like the season of goodwill. Merry Cloughmas, everyone.
1: We played in the last certainly the last couple of league games with a, a sense of freedom that belies the league position. I don't think we can be worrying about that. We have to play with a, an element of freedom in order to win games. If you're that tense and nervous and you're worrying all the time, you know we've still got 30 odd games to go, you know and 90 odd points to play with, before, So we've got plenty of time.
2: The Stags are certainly heading in the right direction, but during this next festive month, Clough's side have to continue to find both their ruthless and stern demeanours in order to put distance between themselves and the bottom two, with three of the next four games against those sides around us. Tonight we'll take a look at those upcoming fixtures and the importance of striking the right balance between focusing on ourselves and taking a sneaky look over the shoulder. Plus, as always, your comments, questions, and observations, and the thoughts of boss Nigel Clough and defender Kel Gordon.
3: I think the belief that the Gaffer's shown shown on us as a squad, we've got an identity, and I'd say that really, I think I think positivity is a big a big factor because I think when you when you put that on a team and you and you believe in them, you go out there and you want to sh- show why the Gaffer believes in us. So I'd I'd say positivity is the is the main main thing.
2: Get involved throughout on the show for the fans, by the fans. Strap yourselves in, everybody. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the season to be jolly. It's also the season to get a grip on our league position and start pushing away from that bottom two. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. If you're listening to the audio version of this, we all know you can listen whenever you want. Uh, we are live on our Facebook page. Good evening to you. I hope you're all well. Uh, Craig here. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. As always. The place for you to have your say on your team it's been an interesting last 10 games since the uh, the old regime left and the new swept into town just one defeat in those 10 games in all competitions a very good str- uh, footing indeed to in terms of going forward over the next hour or so myself and nathan edge will be taking a look back at those 10 games trying to pinpoint just exactly what um, what the difference has been. We'll hear from the manager Nigel Clough and defender Kellen Gordon as well. And as always, we'll have uh, you uh, the opportunity. We'll give you the opportunity, should I say, for you to have your say on your team. First, though, let's cross to the other side of Mansfield and say good evening to Mr. Nathan Edge. How are you, mate? You well?
4: Good evening, Mr. Priest. I am. Uh, I'm very well. Uh, apologies to everybody at home who's watching on the live Facebook for the uh, for the late start why we say ish is because um i was late once again so yeah i'm not doing very well am i might have know i mean obviously uh it's a good job I'm, you know well i don't know i could get sacked i suppose i never really thought that but um i thought my my job was safe but i could soon be following graham coughlin onto the uh onto the job center list soon
2: now i think i think we'll you will keep you in place because i'm just th- trying to think of who we'd got in in a caretaker position it's it's cam and uh <laughs> You know, he's obviously that committed to it. He's decided to work tonight. So, uh, yeah, no Cam uh, tonight. So, it's just me and you. um, So, good opportunity to, A, have a bit of banter about Cam because he can't answer it. And also, you know, uh, have a real conversation uh, about the stakes. Let's get straight into it um, tonight. Obviously, uh, like I said in the intro, the last 10 games, just one defeat in all competitions. And it's come at a perfect time for us, Nate, because now... You know, we've really got to start kicking on because three of the next four games are against those teams around us. It's going to be a really, really difficult month for us, and it's one for me ahead of the January transfer window where we really do need to start sort of getting a foothold in uh, in the league and sort of really start turning these draws into wins, putting these chances away, and staying tight at the back.
4: Yes, it's a a huge month um, when you consider the. You know, the different aspects, one, you know the the opposition that we are playing, like you just said, you know, we're playing quite a quite a few uh, teams that are down there with us. So they're, in some ways, there's six pointers already at this point of the season. So um, you know we it makes a big difference. if we have a bad month and we lose these, some of these games, then um, you know it, it it could look like a very, very, very tough road ahead from from January onwards. However, Win these games, and we could be sitting in a much more comfortable position with a bit of momentum behind us, which I think we've we've got going. We've, we've got a bit of momentum going at the moment. Um, but what I also would mean is that we will be a little bit further up that table, which should make a bit of recruitment in January that little bit easier. Because you know we all know January is not the best time to be uh you know, to, be, to be doing your dealings. But um, obviously, Cuff said selling his interviews, and and uh, in your Dave Sharp said as well. Uh, in his interviews that we we are going to be looking to strengthen uh but it's never easy so uh but you know being a bit higher up in the league table will, will certainly help us with that
2: as always, feel free to come and have your say on your team in the comments. Get involved uh, now. I've got the phone ready to have a little look at them. Anything you want to say, any comments you want to make, drop them in the comments. Or, uh, any comments, questions, observations, that sort of thing, uh, get involved. It's not just about me and Nathan having a good old catch-up. We can do that anytime. time, socially distanced, of course. Uh, it's all about you guys having your say uh, on your team as well. Don't forget to join us on Match Day as well. We'll be live... Put this in your diary, Nate, because you forgot last week. Cost us a win. Uh, it will be live pre-match and post-match because we're unbeaten. So pre-match about uh, ten to two until a half past two, and then fifteen minutes after the full time, we saw the Stags uh, take on Grimsby. Let's reflect back though to um, last weekend, uh, just very very briefly. Obviously that uh, incredible game, uh, the three or draw, um, one nil up at half time, three one down by the hour, by the hour mark. Incredible fight back. I have to say, i've watched i've watched it back. It's the only game I've watched back in full so far this season. It was just as entertaining as i remember it. it it's just a shame that we I still can't quite put my finger on why we capitulated so easy in that fifteen minute window
4: yeah it's a, it's a really it's a funny one, isn't it uh the way the whole game panned out and um to be in as much control as we was at half time thinking uh you know, we were pretty much on our way to our first home league win, which obviously was still. Still, still waiting. We are right. I'm right now. We are still awaiting for that first home league win. Yeah, not got one uh, in the, at home
2: yet. Only in the cup. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So, yeah, uh, you know, we thought we was on our on our way for that, and maybe the players did too. And you know, we came out of second half. You know, they made a change at half-time, which bringing on there. You know, let's let's be honest, a very talented young player. Who I think uh, probably going to be going on to to bigger and better things if he continues the way he is doing. So, you know, that that did make a change. But I think it was more complacency from from our part, which which let them back in. So you, you give a bit of credit to, to Crawley, but we also need to acknowledge what we did do for that you know, 10, 15 minutes to shift the goals as we did uh, and, and address that. But then you look at the bigger picture, the fight back was was fantastic from us. And uh, I'd say overall come down to minutes, although obviously we're gutted to have had that 15-minute spell because if we didn't, we'd have won the game. But I think we were probably feeling... Uh, you know, better than than Crawley were, and that's you know dis- despite us taking the lead in the, in the first half.
2: I think what's encouraging for me as well. You mentioned that fight back there is the fact that that fight back and that spirit is seemingly running through the entire squad. Obviously, for those who don't know, uh, in the in the week, Nigel Clough likes to have a game for those who aren't playing just to keep them match fit, match ready, and, and uh, sort of on the brink of competitive action. Uh, we played against Nunningham Forest. Four-all draw, Nathan, that one. Andy Cook scored twice. Tyrese uh, Sinclair also scored twice from the spot. Uh, Nigel Clough described it as being 1-0 down within X amount of seconds, then like 2-1 up, then whatever. Uh, it just shows that that spirit is there throughout the entire squad. And another tick box, obviously, Andy Cook with two more goals, sort of definitely knocking on the door with a <laughs> sledgehammer, isn't
4: he? Absolutely. I mean, uh, basically, what, what happened midweek is that we continued the... Uh, the, the the shenanigans from 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 Saturday, which uh, but you know, I'd, I'd rather be winning, well, drawing games four four three three than 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 0-0, You know, at least you get a bit of entertainment out of it, which uh, we certainly are at the moment. But um, you know, we've we've said you know prior to the to the Crawley game, you know, we're not scoring enough goals. You know, we, the goals that, that we are getting are normally, you know, we're coming from midfield and things like that. So we've been asking for a, for a striker to step up. Well, you know, Andy Cook now. Uh, you know, if he's been sat on the bench, he's probably been a bit frustrated. He has not had his opportunity because uh, he started the season on fire. If we, you know, if we all go back to to you know a couple of months, well, probably even that really. But um, yeah, he probably was frustrated on that bench. But uh, I think he's now given uh, Nigel Cloughs you know food for thought through to four because um, you know got that equaliser looked uh, looked threatening. Probably should have got a goal just before he actually scored on on Saturday. So um, you, you know is threatening and if we have got him done that now in a, in the reserve match i think uh you know the other the other strikers will get on their toes a little bit more
2: yeah certainly so. i think um especially sort of Nicky maynard who's been pushed out at the moment uh, Jamie Reed obviously has taken his solid spot in the last uh, couple of games. So he'll be sort of itching to sort of show what he can do, and Nigel Clough's got a real headache up there for me when it comes to to Saturday. He sort of said in his midweek press that the team won't change too much. He, he wants to try and keep it as settled uh, as he can, so there won't be uh, any changes. Well, many changes, if at all. Um, but certainly, if you're if you were <laughs> if you're Randy Cook, you'd certainly be. Uh, be asking the question, and I'm sure if you were Nigel Clough as well and his coaching team, having seen the impact he made off the bench on Saturday, having seen the impact he made off the bench in the FA Cup game, having seen the impact he made off the bench, well, not off the bench, um, in the uh, in the behind-closed-doors game with Forrest, you'd certainly be, uh, you know, circling his name a little bit and asking the question.
4: I guess the, the, the question would be, though, is um, a bit, as I touched on, sort of, after the match, uh, after Crawley is, who if you're going to play Cook, the problem you're going to have right, is that you can't have to drop Bowery. And could you, hand on heart, say Bowery deserves to be dropped? Because at the moment, I, I don't think he does. So, no. uh, can can he play alongside Bowery? You know, does does Cook want to do that? Do we go four three three and go sort of Bowery on the left? And you know, well, you
2: mean, so you mentioned that there about four three three, and obviously the last uh, the last. Two, the last two games we have gone four three3 at home but the difference has been we've not had an out-and- out striker as the third striker in adverted commas. we've used you know a combination of George Lapsley and sort of Harry Charlesy sort of interchanging between that that position to make it more of a you know one in just behind the front two with Bowery going out to the left-hand side for me personally I wouldn't perhaps mind it although the midfielders would be very hard done by I wouldn't actually mind seeing um Three out-and-out strikers start, you know, Cook, um maybe in the, Cook, maybe in the middle as the as the as the top of that, um Bowery to the left, and maybe Reed to the right. Sort of seeing seeing what impact that could make because it certainly seemed to make a bit of an impact in the FA Cup game as well. So maybe worth a, a roll of the dice.
4: Absolutely, and that's what I mean. Like, you know, if, if Cook is going to get his opportunity, and it wouldn't, and it would be unfair to drop Bowery, then I think that's probably only the, the the realistic option. You know, I don't think. um yeah, we've not really seen much so far this season to to show that Bowery and Cook up together on their own would work. Uh, I mean, it may be different now. We are playing a different style, and we are getting midfield players in amongst the strikers, to give them support. So it, you know, it might be different, and maybe uh, Clough might take a bit of a gamble and, and go for that. But um, you know, like I said, on the judgment so far, it hasn't really worked. So whether doing something like that, and having Reid on the on the right, and utilise his pace hopefully could get into the sort of wide areas, you know, that that could potentially work. So and then you've you've got um that again that that threat that cook you know, that cook offers that we've probably not had for a few games. So it'd be it'd be interesting to see if he was you know was tempted to do that.
2: Yeah, you've certainly got a, an X amount of uh, options there up front and even though, you know, like you say the strikers aren't necessarily being the ones who are scoring all the goals, the chances are coming. We're racking up more and more chances now and um, the stat which Nigel Clough pulled out in his press conference in the week, stating how many chances we'd created, it's a far cry from where we were those ten or, or so games ago. And his early objective when he first came in, he did turn around and say, "We need to get creating more chances. We need to start scoring goals." We're creating the chances, we're not quite scoring the goals to the level we would perhaps want to be, but it's very, very encouraging to see that those chances are being created. All by a tactical tweak and a little bit of confidence being injected in the players. We we have got players who can get on the ball, get the ball wide, and and and, and create those openings.
4: Yeah, I mean, if if you're not creating chances, then, you, then you're not going to score, are you? And that was what was really concerning. You know, pre uh, you know, pre pre close, really. Um, oh well, I'd, I'd just say probably uh, even. Well, just under Cockburn, I guess, because uh, obviously I've got his name. Who's the assistant manager that came in? I've, I've turned into Cam from last week, and I've completely <laughs> forgotten his name. Richard,
2: but, in caretaker uh, charge. Coops. Richard Cooper, yeah. yeah when,
4: when, when Coops came in, obviously uh, you know changing him as well. So you know it was it was concerning before Coops that um what we what we wasn't scoring, but two we wasn't creating many chances. We're now creating chances in abundance, and I I do honestly think it's uh, just a matter of time now before we do start putting more of those chances away. You know. Uh, like we said, maybe just a few more tweets up there, and a few more. You try a few different com- combinations, and and to be honest, all we need is quite a bit of luck as well. One player to uh, to, to to get a couple, even if they come quite lucky, just to get their confidence up a little bit of, of finding the back of the net, whether it's Reed, Cook, Maynard, uh, or you know, or even even Bowery. Um, you know, hopefully that would be just what we need to to kickstart the strikers scoring, and and if the continue if, if the midfield continue chipping in the way they do. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we should start climbing that table. But like I say, the the bit that gives me a bit of comfort and confidence, uh, each match is the fact that we are still creating chances and we just need to make sure, you know, that doesn't dry up. Uh, we need to start to the back, back of the net after you know putting some of these away.
2: Yeah, and just get that defence settled a little bit more as well and avoid what we did. Um, on Saturday, which was the the capitulation within that 15 minutes. Other than that, that would have been a, a fantastic afternoon and perhaps the uh, the beating or whatever that which, which we've all been calling for. Talking of uh, Saturday, obviously this coming Saturday, big game. Grimsby away, uh, always a difficult place uh, to go. We've had some good memories uh, there. They're not uh, uh, too bad a side. They're obviously quite similar to us. They sit just below us at the moment, albeit they have a game in hand. They've recorded four wins, just three draws though this season and and, and eight defeats, uh, 15 points, minus 13 goal difference. Um, on Tuesday night, they had a game, of course, uh, watched by Nigel Clough as well, Nathan. They lost 2-0 at home to Newport. Um, some reports say they played very, very badly. Nigel Clough actually praised them and, and said he, he likes uh, an Ian Holloway side, and actually said it, it could have been a, a very different story indeed.
4: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, Clough's the only comments I've actually made so far that I've been positive about the way Grimsby played. So whether he truly thinks will work miss a bit of mind games or something, or whether he's doing it to to uh, manage expectations or not not go with overconfidence, it could be a, an element of that as well. But um, you know. I, I think that um, they are in a, a bit of poor form, so we should take some confidence from that. But <laughs> a bit like um, the, the the bit that concerns me is that so far this season we seem to do well against the teams that we don't expect to do anything against, and not so well against the teams that uh, you know we do expect something. So that needs to change, especially when you look at the, the fixtures coming up, starting with Grimsby. Um, yeah, you know, we do, we need to start taking points, uh, more points, and winning these games as the teams around us, because that's what's going to get us out of the you know the bit of a mess that we do find ourselves in. So it's always going to be tricky going to Grimsby. You know, I think we've done all right the last couple of times: a one 0 win and a one 0 draw. I think even Leigh managed to score there, so it can't <laughs> be too difficult to find the back of the net, can it? So. Um, uh, but then you know, go back earlier than that and there's some memories that we would like to forget very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah New months.
2: Year's Day for one. And when was that? New Year's oh. Day 2011? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, New Year's Day 2011. 7-2. Seven, seven two. Two. Seven two.
4: Yeah. yeah. And then, then it was 6-1, wasn't it? Or
2: 6-0? Yeah.
4: Uh, it gradually got better. Then it was like 4-1. So, you know, we, we were we were improving week by uh, well year by year. Now we're hopefully due uh, a decent win. Let's hope it's swinging uh, in, in our direction for that battering that I think we will Deliver on somebody, but but when is the uh, is, is the uh, the fine question?
2: As always, uh, feel free to have your say on your team uh, in the comments. Getting let us know uh, what you think. Let's touch um, upon uh, another game midweek, which happened. Obviously, uh, results sort of did as a favour in a little bit. Obviously, Grimsby lost at home to Newport, but also Scunthorpe uh, were beaten one nil uh, by Colchester. Scunthorpe just above the Stags in eighteenth at the moment, two points uh, ahead of the Stags having played uh, 15, won 5, drawn 2, lost 8, minus 7 goal difference uh, for them. So that result as well uh, did us a bit of a favour. And at the moment, results do seem to be going our way when it comes to to those teams around us. It's really important now, though, like you say, you know, we have performed against those teams who are up the, the higher end of the league, but we've got no choice now but to start um, performing against those teams around us. Three of the next four games are against said teams.
4: Yeah, um, I mean... As we've come up as well I mean we don't want to see any players uh, be out injured but I think their main striker like Kevin Van is also Van Veen sounds right Um about right yeah 10, 10, 10 weeks so you know um, yeah. obviously we don't want to see players get injured but if that helps us uh, get up that table then we'll, we'll take it um, so uh, but yeah we've got to like I said earlier we've got to deliver against the teams around us because they are uh, in some ways six, six pointers and um, although the midweek game, midweek games, the results did go our way. I mean, when it was uh, Forest Green, when we won that game, I was thinking, "Hey, well, this is it, you know, we're finally going to pull away." And that that very weekend, uh, both End and Scumfort won, and it actually didn't really make that much difference to us because they all followed us. So, uh, and it was the same on Saturday. I think we, you know, we drew, and I think Scunthorpe won, but South End drew or something along those lines. So, yeah, you know, whenever we sort of pull the pull the result out, they seem to match us, but. Um, now we've got to when, we, when we're facing them they obviously can't do that if we if we win so it's just that perfect opportunity and I say like I said the momentum we've been building over the last few weeks um, can just be that bit of difference that we need to to get past these teams and uh, I kind of don't you know in some ways uh, just literally down to the importance of these games I kind of don't care if we uh, don't necessarily play as well I'll take a 1-0 scrappy win to be fair just to give us a bit of breathing space and then we can you know, continue the the manner we are any win at the moment i'll take it it's against the, the teams around us
2: i have to say though going into games now i feel a lot more confident that we're going to give it a go and get something out of the game sort of you know a lot's been said this week about 10 games ago which was obviously the the at the end of the the barrow game so let's go back maybe 15 games ago when those games were coming round i genuinely thought this is going to be a difficult afternoon uh, things aren't sort of working for us I, I wasn't quite motivated for us but i have to admit now that going into the games i've got a little bit more of a bounce about me i've got a little bit more um belief because of the way we are playing and the the performance we, performances which we are putting in like we said we're creating chances we just need to start taking them uh, a little bit more and it, it's going to be really, really really important looking at those fixtures of course um uh, Grimsby on Saturday, midweek trip up to Carlisle, which is never, never nice. They sit in fourth at the moment. They are an absolute fire. Uh, mainly Reese Bennett just doing the, the job for them up there. Uh, and then after that, again, two games of, of teams um, around us as we take on South End, who are currently obviously bottom, and then uh, Scunthorpe uh, as well. South End at home, Scunthorpe away on Boxing Day. Kickoff time has been moved. Um, for that one as well. So this month really could shape where we're gonna be. And I think like you said, it, it's important maybe not to focus too much on the performance side of things. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, all pretty or tinsel and lights. It just needs to be, you know, rough ready. Here it is, here's the present, which is the three points.
4: Yeah, I mean that's just because they are such important games. Um I'll like say you, you lose to to you know you lose you, you lose to south, south End and there's potentially we could go to the bottom of the league, depending on what happens prior to that. Uh, lose to Scunthorpe, and you, you feel like they're, they they they've sort of got away from you a little bit. So um, you know, even, even you know, a draw wouldn't be the end of the world. You know, you take that over a defeat, obviously, but um, a win would would absolutely it would just give us a massive boost. You know, it would first of all boost us at the table, which is obviously. What we really need, and, and you know, everybody wants. But um, uh, you know, confidence-wise, I think when you when you're just not down there, and you do, it doesn't feel like you're in as much of a relegation battle, I think that's, that the players will take a lot from that, and we're seeing them express themselves a little bit more now, which I think is why you know, as you mentioned a minute ago, why it, it is exciting to watch us now. I think I got to a stage as, as, as yourself where you just sort of didn't look forward to the games. You knew what it was going to be: route one, uh, not much creativity, and just to hope that we would. You know, pull someone out of the hat, and you know, it's very dull to watch. Whereas now, um, you know, although we're not winning every every game, obviously, but we are. We at least we're creating chances, and we're we're looking threatening, and it's, and it's entertaining to watch. So it's a different mentality about about the group, bit of confidence, which is what you want to see from your your players and in your team. Um, but um, you know, a couple of wins would would make that even better, and I think it would make the second half of the season that that bit more enjoyable to to, to watch.
2: I think the important thing from for me is mindset wise. We can't go into January, um, sort of looking over our shoulder and asking the question of, oh my god, if we if we lose today, if we don't get a good result today, you know, we're going to rely on such and such to do us a favour. We we need to just focus on ourselves and put ourselves in the best position. You know, come uh, January to sort of to, to kick on, it's almost the, the flip side of where we were a couple of years or so on, uh, ago under Dave. When you know we were on such a, a really, really good runner form, we were looking over our shoulder, wondering when we were going to trip up and then allow people to start catching us and, and allow you know that momentum um, to fall a little bit. You know, this time it's it's completely the the opposite. We're at the other end of the other end of the table. And the lo- you know, the longer into the season you you go, the more you do not want to be looking over your shoulder and, re- and relying on other teams.
4: Yeah, and you've got the other aspect as well—the fact that the January transfer window is coming. The-, the deeper you're in that that mess down there, the more likely you are to panic. Now, you know, I don't see Clough as a a panicking type of manager at all. You know, when it- his very first interview, where um, you know, it's very refreshing to-, to when you hear him say that. You know, he'll look after the the chairman's money as if it's his own and he doesn't want to throw money at it and and, and waste it you know he's very careful and uh you know very meticulous in the way he, he does his recruitment but you do wonder the further down there are you going to take a few more gambles because obviously you need to get out of that mess um you know we don't really want to be in that situation we want to try and get a bit of space between us uh have a bit more of a, a clear mind and, and make the, the the right decisions in, in recruitment which you know, hopefully will be the sensible one to, to to steady the ship and just keep us nicely climbing up that table away from the danger zone. Um, you've also got the you've got to consider what the other teams might do. I, I, I don't know if I've imagined. I, I'm not sure if I mind this. Southend obviously were in the transfer embargo. Not sure if they still are now. Um, so they you know, might they'll be desperate to to do something, do some business in January to try and repel themselves up the up the table. And you've got the other clubs around us doing trying to do the same thing. So. Um, you know things can certainly change come January in the, for the second half of the season, so we want to make sure we, uh, like I say, give us that bit of breathing space, which makes that second half uh, of the season. I don't even really have to class the second half because we're not we're not halfway through the games, are we? No, it's it it's weird, fast, but you know what I mean. It kind of it is. Yeah, the January. When you get to January, you
2: sort of say it's halfway, don't you? Because it's yeah. it's the next window. I get it. it. Is your takeaway just arrived? By the way, is that what? it?
4: I don't know. No, we're already eating. I think. Um, I, I did borrow a, a charging cable off my dad, so when we've gone to come to collect it, so oh, I'll leave. I'll leave Emma to deal with that. I'm, I'm hit out of the way upstairs.
2: Fair play. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, transfers in the January transfer window. First and foremost, Stephen McLaughlin uh, signed a deal until the end uh, of the season. I'm sure we'll chat a little bit more about that on Saturday. Uh, but you mentioned earlier about you know the January transfer window traditionally being. A window which is difficult to recruit in and um, it, it's it's harder to to bring players in and, and things like that because of you know being midpoint through the season and, and all of the the permutations around that but th- think about it again this time around i think it actually might be a, a little bit easier yes i know you can sign free transfers at, at any point but there's going to be a, still a lot of uh, a, a big pool of players that are sort of going to be wanting to, to get deals and you know there'll be certain clubs that maybe need to sell um, players to to stay afloat because of the impact of COVID and still not having crowds um, into stadia. There'll be certain clubs that basically need to sell essentially what are assets. So it for clubs like Mansfield, who um, you know, all, all right, we've not got a bottomless pit of money, but we're certainly financially better off than what those clubs are. It could play into our hands in 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 that in that respect, especially if it's a club who have got a bit of a shining star coming through, but need to cash in to basically stay alive, essentially like we did with Richie
4: Barker years
2: and years and years
4: ago. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we have got that. You can, you know, when you think about it, that is probably uh, you know, a very good point. Uh, you also got the extra bit of um, sort of changes into it with the, obviously, EFL money that's that's uh, filtering through. So for clarification for those that don't sort of fully understand it at home, but, um, you know, the League 2 clubs are being given a, a minimum of £250,000. So there's a little bit more that is uh, calculated based on gate receipts, so that may, may go up a tiny bit. Um, but that, that doesn't come with any strings attached. That's what all the clubs are getting. That's the bailout uh, that comes down from the Premier League. However, there is a second pot of money uh, which clubs can apply for, um, Oops, my computer's talking. that's very annoying. Um, what was it but, saying? Uh, anything? Anything good? I have no idea. It was something about Christmas. I just it kind of scared, startled me, I mean, actually, um, knocked me off my flow. Um, yeah. So the second, the second grant, uh, which is an extra thing that clubs can can apply for if they if they need it. Which um, from what well, David Sharp's understanding, he, he believes some clubs will will certainly require this extra bit of money. Uh, that does come with strings attached, which also then um, that has a knock on effect in the transfer in the January transfer window and potentially, potentially the window after as well. So they won't be able to go out and, and purchase players with that money. So that also will probably take uh, some other clubs out of the our contentions, for you know, fighting for it. You've got player ev- play valuations that will already be down because it is a buyer's market at the moment. So there's a lot of things that actually, if we've got, obviously we know we are a, a relatively wealthy club. I don't think, um you know, Dom is going to go and throw money it in January. I don't think it's going to be as much as, you know, a, a panic uh, situation, but hopefully we've still got some funds left over from
2: um, CJ. Oh wait, wait, wait! No, no, wait, 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 Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang oh. on, hang on, hang on, hang on! I've got something ready for you. I've got something ready for you. Uh, say his name again. Say it
4: over forget CJ.
2: For context, Nathan. Every time we, me and Nathan, see something on Twitter, um. We tag each other in it, and Nathan always replies uh, with the video of that. So I decided to put it in the podcast. So every time he says, um, "I
4: can't do it," C J, or that, another that...
2: or or another player <laughs> that happens.
4: What <laughs> right, Danny Rose? The thing
1: is.
4: <laughs> What you don't realise is, um, you know, every every Saturday or, or Tuesday evening when I'm sat looking at my uh, score centre on my phone, look at my app, and it comes up on the on the video feed, uh, you know, goal scorers, and it says one of those players that that is me. I'm sat on my sofa. It's your internal monologue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, singing that song to the to my utmost. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> but anyway, back <laughs> yeah, back to it. If, if we've got money left from from the the two that the two that that shall not be names for for the time being. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully we we will be able to reinvest that and uh, and, and boost us for you know, for the rest of the season. Absolutely,
2: oh, I, and I, I I know it's it's. I think we need to take a minute. Actually, I think we will. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like I think the points you make are a spot on. Really, for us in the position we're in financially, uh, like I say, not a bottomless pit of money. It certainly be carefully managed. You know, we were openly not taking the second grant, which allows us to have our own freedom in the transfer market. Other clubs, you know, will have to take that grant because of the position uh, that they're in. So it will certainly make Mansfield a more attractive club uh, for selling teams and for players as well. And when you've got Nigel Clough. At the helm of your club, it's certainly an attractive uh, proposition for any player, almost like the Steve Evans and, and David Flickcroft effect as well. When when they were the Stags' managers, perhaps more so, um, Steve Evans. Everyone wants to play under a big name manager, and uh, at this level, there's none more than, than Nigel Clough. And if you're a player that's prepared to work and work hard, and you know you've seen Nigel Clough's CV, it, I don't think it'll be too hard for them to attract the right sort of player. And I know they've got a very good method and a very good sort of working relationship between themselves. Obviously, Simon Clough, uh, his brother, is uh, the head of recruitment or whatever his job title is as well. So uh, things will certainly be well considered, but I think it certainly puts us in a stronger position um, than perhaps those those teams around us in terms of league position at this point.
4: Yeah, uh, but then like a bit of, sort of how I mentioned earlier, uh, it, it makes a big difference. It'll make a big difference if we're sat in the relegation zone uh, with with teams above us that managed to pull away a bit, you know, if we do lose lose some of these games uh, to the ones around us, so that'll make a big difference because some players will think, you know, are they are they ready to come for a relegation battle, especially um, you know if you, they consider the fact that contracts aren't aren't being offered out there front and centre at the moment, and if we drop into the if you know we don't want it, we don't want to go there. Let's you know let's hope it's uh, not a consideration for much longer, but. Some players may look at it in that situation, think there's a risk of going down there, which could have a massive effect to them. So, just by putting a, a you know, getting a, a couple of big wins that we've got in these big games coming up uh, to get us a bit further on the table will certainly help. Uh, you know, work his magic and convince those players to come and sign for us. So, that that's why I just feel like they're such a, such big games. Without trying to put too much on them, they're big games.
2: Right, let's go to some of your guys' uh, comments. Apologies that I've not had chance to come to them yet. Me and Nathan were engrossed in a conversation. It's nice not having uh, Cam about to sort of... Uh, to, to Yeah, exactly. Only joking, Cam. Uh, obviously, uh, he's not with us tonight. Uh, he's actually back in Mansfield now. Uh, he's had his COVID test, so he's been allowed to travel. He's now back working for, for a living as well. So uh, he's working at his little garage wherever he was. So can't join us uh, tonight. Uh, Jay's been in touch and says... what type of players do you think Clough will look to sign in January, defenders or strikers? Midfield already strong in my opinion and any names uh, floating about? No names uh, at the moment, um, for me I think it'll be defenders Nate. I think he'll certainly look for uh, perhaps some cover at left back, obviously McLaughlin can play there and he mentioned that in his press um, this week as well but I think he sees him more of a, a midfielder, obviously he signed that deal as well to the end of the season. Um, as well. But I think he'll look for some competition for Mal. I think he might potentially look to move one of the centre-backs on as well and maybe look to bring another one in there. I agree with what he says though about the midfield. I think we've got just about enough in there, enough quality in there for the way it looks like we'll continue to play.
4: I agree if we manage to keep George lapsed. I mean, that's that's the, the key thing. Obviously, we have got him on a season-long loan but we never know with these sort of deals if there's a, a clause in there which means they can recall in January and obviously as we know he's, he's been in form and we do know Charlton have been keeping uh, keeping tabs on him so uh, that to me is a, a massive if about the midfield because he's um, let's, let's be honest he's uh, massively up uh what type of performance
2: in that department? Well, I, I go back to the you know the, the players we've had on loan in previous seasons that have, you know, performed really, really well for us and we've always said, can we try and get them on a permanent deal? I'd certainly be having a conversation with Charlton trying to tempt Lapsley here because you know we we do stand a big risk of, of losing him. And I think like almost like when we lost Timmy Elshnick and they were oh, God, God, just for you. <laughs> You know, we, we spent probably the next year after Timmy Elshnik had gone sort of saying, can we bring back Timmy Elshnik?
4: <laughs> it was just simply because a lot of the um, situation we found ourselves in games and you thought, if you put Timmy Elshnik on that, you kind of uh, fancied something to happen, wasn't it? Just because he, he hit that bit of form, didn't he, just before he, uh, he left us, which, uh, oh, sad times. But yeah, um, you know, lapse it. I mean, if we, if we could, I'd imagine, uh, you know, David Sharp and, and the Radfords, to be honest, would be doing everything in their power to try and uh, lure him here on a, on a full, on you know, on a full time contract if, if we could. Um, I'm sorry, on a permanent basis, not full time contract. You knew what I. Meant. I knew what you meant. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, if I, I'd imagine they're working away with that if that is a, any possibility at all. But it's it's hard, obviously, as fans on the outside, we we don't know. We just simply don't know what the what the agreements in place. We don't know what Charlton are thinking, what what position they're in. Do they need him? Um, do they want to let him go, or do they want to cash in? Are there other parties involved? You know, they, it's not when when a player is on loan; it's not unknown for other clubs to be already negotiating with Charlton uh, with the view to January coming coming along, knowing what uh, you know what they can and can't do. So, I'm trying um, to think. Sorry, I'm trying
2: know. to think. Who was a couple of years ago? Who we had at the start of the season played really, really well. In fact, no, I, I can remember it was uh, Connor Shaughnessy Um yes. You know, spent six months with us on this initial season-long loan. Then got record and, and ended up going up to League One. Sometimes they yeah. will, they progress quicker than what they think they're going to progress, and think, "Well, actually, no. Now we want him to go into League One, so we, we can compete with us next season rather than have a, a you know a, a two league jump. He's only going to have a one league jump. So that's another thing to consider as well.
4: well and the thing with Charlton as well is, I, you know, it doesn't look like they're necessarily learning, actually, how to get to get the experience to to break back into their team. I, you know, it seems to be like they're doing it to hopefully. I think they're probably looking to sell, I think you know they do they do need money they've they've been in a bit of a mess this this uh the last couple of years with their takeover shenanigans that's been going on um so whether they're they're you know they're looking to sell and so that could be a contribution you know if if we're if we're not willing to meet their valuation but any other clubs in in potential league one are then uh, you know there's a potential we could see them go back and either loan to a permanent deal somewhere else or just a permanent deal straight away so um Like I said, I, I think if if I think we'll be doing everything in our best interest that we can to to keep him because it isn't our best interest. But you just never know in football. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going on. So that for me is a big factor depending on what we do in midfield. But I do agree with the comment. Keep Lapsley, and I I I wouldn't change anything about midfield. I think they're 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 pretty strong, which is actually. Um, a, few, a couple of months ago, we were saying quite the opposite, but that yeah. shows what happens when you actually play through the midfield, you actually give
2: him the ball. Yeah, I mean, we were screaming out, weren't we, you know, about Maris being the best ball player in League Two and not getting on the ball as much now. He's, I wouldn't say he's in, in, in top, top form, but he's certainly showing, and, and when he doesn't play, we certainly miss him. He's a real asset to us as well, so uh, uh, that would be interesting to see how that unfolds. Like you say, when you get players on the ball, he's. And the, you allow them to do the jobs. It just shows what a difference uh, it makes. Speaking of form, uh, Dave says, this is a relegation battle. Make no mistake, we're in serious trouble with poor players in a very poor team. Uh, Clive disagrees, though. He says, we don't have very poor players in a very poor team. Um, um Uh, As well. So, interesting debate there. What do you make about it? I I agree with Dave to some extent. Uh, You know, we are in a relegation battle um, because of how tight it is. It's still early in the season in terms of we've not reached that 20 game mark yet. I think once you've sort of hit the 20 game mark, which will be. Uh, where are we? I think that will be the end of the month. Quick maths. Let's just have a look. Uh, Grimsby. So what's that? Six. What well, we've got? Sixteen. So Grimsby. Seventeen. Carlisle. Yeah. Boxing Day will be the twenty game mark. Um, that's when I really start to uh, to get a real feel for the league table. I agree. We are in a relegation battle. Um, I, I, I would disagree slightly that we're a, that we've got poor players in a poor team. Now, I think like we've just hit upon. I think. At the start of the season, the way we set ourselves up, the way we approached games, the way um, you know, the way we uh, were coached, the way we were sort of instructed to go and play, made us a poor team. But like we said all throughout it, we've got players who you know are capable of playing at a higher level and are doing the business, and it's starting to show now a little bit. So yes, relegation battle, but I disagree on on the poor players and a poor team. I, th- I don't think we are a poor team. The form table shows we're not a, a poor team.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you ask that question uh, 10 games ago, then, well, probably you, know, probably, you know, yeah, 10, 12 games ago, then you probably would say, yes, we are a poor team. But, you know, what What we have been able to see over the last 10 games is that actually we, we, we are better than what, what we, we were showing. We were absolutely atrocious, if we we're honest, um, earlier on in the season. But actually, since then, we've put in some... Some terrific performances, you know. You, you like to Sunderland, um, you know, Forest Green, Crawley. Well, for, for, for some of the game, uh, Colchester, there's been a lot of games where we have played really, really well. Um, but there's just been a couple of things missing for us. So, um, you know, I, I think poor, poor team, probably a, a bit harsh. Um, we're clearly not the greatest team, and, and we can be improved in January, and I think that will happen. But we've got to give credit to the, to the coaching staff because, um, you know, although we might be an average or slightly below average team, it's certainly got us. Uh, certainly got us playing better. Uh, and as I said, I think there's a lot more to be positive about now than there was, uh, you know, ten, twelve games ago. So, uh, and I, I do honestly believe that will get better with, with a couple of additions. We um, hopefully can get ourselves out of this relegation battle. So, you know, I agree with that that point as well. But the games against Scunthorpe and Southend could could completely change that. 100%.
2: Absolutely, form table at the moment. Last four games, we are thirteenth in the four in the form table. Last six uh, league matches alone, uh, we're twelfth. So uh, it, it's it, it's a lot better than, than what it was certainly at the start of the season. So I think momentum certainly uh, momentum certainly plays a big part. Um, uh, Dave also says. Um, Dave also says, No way Lapsley is going to drop down to our level, one of the best midfielders um, in the league. Yeah, I think it, it would take a lot of finance, but I think like Nathan said, I think it will boil down to, a like a lot will in this January transfer, like we glossed over a little bit earlier. A lot of it is going to be drawn down to who needs to, to sell to be financially secure for the future, given the impact of COVID and, and that sort of thing. Um, Stephen says, under Coughlin, the players played poorly. Those same players are now starting to believe in the system Nigel has put in place and applying themselves. We have a decent squad of players with a few additions. We will not be relegated. Um, Beck says, Lapsley would be a huge signing if we could keep him. He's been phenomenal, would be a huge improvement. Jay says the chances we are creating suggest otherwise. We are not a poor team, but we need to tighten up at the back and maybe look for a prolific goal scorer. A new keeper is also needed. Uh, his shot stopping is good, but his decision making is poor. Always d- divides opinions, doesn't it? The goalkeeping uh, things as well. Uh, and Andy says relegation battle for sure. Take your blinkers off. This is all about the 2020. 2020- this is about the 21-22 season now. Yeah, I think we said that ages and ages ago, didn't we? As long as we can survive this season, um, it's all about where we go uh, in the next season. I'm sure you've had a little uh, enough of listening to me and Nathan for the last uh, 20 minutes or so. So let's take a quick break and head into the Stags dressing room. Uh, let's hear from the man who's spearheaded this upturn in form and fortune. Let's hear from the Stags gaffer, Nigel Clough.
1: We said we want to be positive, we want to attack and we want to create chances and score goals if we can. So I think they've taken that on board and those stats suggest that. The next stage is finishing off a few more of those chances, but it's brilliant. I think players enjoy you know, attacking and going forward when we have that, those sorts of players. You know, uh, There's times when we're going to have to defend, uh, but it's the intent uh, that's the most important thing. We've got to go out there with an intent to attack, with purpose. And then when we need to defend, we need to defend better than we did Saturday. But I'd much rather draw a game three-three than nil 0 honestly. Uh, and you know, for supporters when they're in the when they're in the stadium, or certainly watching at home, I want them to think, you know, I tell you what, that was a cracking game. I wish I wish I was there today. Um, so, and I think it's easier to work on stopping goals going in than it is creating and scoring. We've got quite a few attacking options, as we saw on Saturday, you know. Uh, Cookie comes on and gets his equaliser late on. Nicky Maynard comes on and helps out. Uh, and you need those three or four strikers, I think, to give you those options. We learned that Cookie's scored two more good goals. Uh, and we're, we're learning about Tyrese Sinclair can be a threat. He's put his two penalties away, but apart from that, uh, he can be a threat going forward. And he's another one of those attacking options that we need. Uh, Steve McLaughlin coming back in uh, after a couple of weeks out with an ankle, played 90 minutes. That's good to have him back involved. Um, and you know, and then we're looking at sort of the likes of Arno Driscoll and people like that. You know, Rowland, who was unlucky to be left out, having kept a clean sheet at Cambridge. Um, the goalkeeper, Aidan Stone, we're looking at him. Uh, we 're just learning about all the players and, and sort of what sort of level they 're at they 're never far off our thoughts, uh, but with the first eleven performing so well at the moment, uh, the, the standard of performance in the last few weeks has been very good uh, then there won 't be too many changes uh, unless it 's enforced, but it 's more about keeping the fitness levels topped up the confidence as well. Uh, you know what you don 't want in these games is the results don 't matter, but you don 't want to be losing five and six now. You want strikers to be scoring goals, so they maintain the confidence so if they 're needed on Saturday. Come on, and they think they're going to
2: score. That's Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow States. You can watch that in full by heading to MansfieldTown.net forward slash I Follow. Of course, speaking there uh, about Saturday's three-all draw and then the uh, the four-all draw against Nottingham Forest in a behind closed doors pre-season. Uh, well, not pre-season, mid-season behind closed doors. Uh, friendly uh, earlier this week just to keep the other players uh, ticking over mentioned the likes of Tyree Sinclair Aidan Stone and a few others um, as well um, keep your comments coming in any comments or questions or queries you might have just drop them in in the, uh, in the comments in the live feed and we'll tr- do our best to try and get through them and sort of answer as many as we can um, a couple of things that he mentioned in his um, pizza deliveries turn up again Nate. Um, and <laughs> A couple of things that he mentioned in his press conference this week um, as well, obviously, we touched upon it a little bit earlier, we'll talk more about it Saturday, Stephen McLaughlin um, signing a deal until the end of the season, Tyrese Sinclair, he was very speaking very positively about him, uh, a few others as well, talking about um, uh, Rowling and, and Faz Rawson as well and the differences between those two. Um, but one thing which he sort of hinted at massively was that he's he's not going to change it too much so he's certainly going to go with what you've got and if you're outside of that starting 11 you've really really got to work hard uh, to get in there but uh, one person who will probably get in there in a couple of weeks time is James Perch he's sort of back in training although he'll be uh, a few games where I think this week's round of games will come a little bit too soon for him given the the long journey to Carlisle midweek as well
4: Yeah I think um, it's Clough said he was looking at, at Southend for for persons to be to be possibly returning. So, you know, it's good that it is only just around the corner. Um, and uh, obviously, we you know, we we can defend with that. I mean, it's not absolutely pivotal you know, we, we did, I know. Okay, we didn't against Crawley, but we did against Cambridge. So, um, yeah, you know, we we know we we can still defend apart from whatever we decided to do for that like 15 minutes <laughs> against Crawley. Uh, but he will be a, a big addition for that. Oh, yeah, like, like we said, uh, I think it was pre-match on, on, on Saturday, or might have been, uh, last week, uh, you know, you and I certainly said we'd love to see Perch and Sweeney together back yeah. there. I think that would be a partnership that would work really well. Um, and so that's what I want to see going forward. And then, as as we mentioned about recruitment earlier, I'd probably expect to see another centre-back come in there to to join those those two to five positions. But you know, so far, Clough hasn't changed it too much um, which you know in some ways you gotta got a credit him because we we haven't you know we've only lost one game in, in 10 uh, so they've, they've not been playing awfully yes we've drawn quite a lot of games and we do need to change them into wins but at the moment you know we're if you, if you sort of take that 15 minutes out of the equation with with Croy we have defended pretty well uh, but more importantly going forward we've, we've created chances and and that's what we, we need so it would be hard to, to drop any of that, any of the midfield players um, and if there's going to be any changes like, like we said and which we've seen a little bit over the last few few games there's probably a change in the, in the strike force because you know unfortunately they're the ones that although they've not necessarily played badly, they've not really taken advantage of the, the chances that have been created for them.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a, a big reason behind Bex's comment as well. She says, uh, "I think we should go all out on major on a major striker to finish off the chances." That's obviously uh, in the January transfer window, which is just over, just under a month or so uh, away. It'd be interesting to see uh, what position we're in as we head into that one uh, as well Uh, if you've missed any of the podcast tonight we'll have it in audio form uh, for you after it's finished and you'll be able to watch the video form uh, back as well it all depends whether you want to look at mine and Nathan's faces or just listen to our beautiful voices beautiful faces and beautiful voices or just beautiful voices it's entirely um, up to you you mentioned Nathan the the defense one person who's been uh, a part of that and has sort of certainly showing us what he can do, although I think he's not quite been at his best the last couple of games, uh, is is Cal Gordon. He's certainly seem, seeming to get a longer run in, in the squad now and, again, having to adapt to a bit of a new position, isn't he?
4: He is, yeah. Um, you know, I think overall his performances have, have been pretty good. Like I said, the last couple of games, I think he has uh, dropped up a little bit, but that's probably because the, the game's leading up to that. You know, he was playing pretty well, so... I don't think he's necessarily been playing poor, but no, not at all. You kind of want to, you just want a little bit more from, probably more defensively, I guess you want from him. Yeah. But that's not really his game. So, um, you know, to, for me, I'd, I'd much rather see maybe Corey O'Keefe come in there, uh, or even James Clark, although obviously he's, he's really out of the picture at the moment. So, uh, you'd probably say Corey O'Keefe at the moment to, to drop back there and, and have. Gordon on the right-hand side up with them and try and get a bit of a partnership going. I know that has a knock-on effect to the midfield, which would be the, the problem, because you don't really want to upset that. But I think if you wanted to get get a bit more out of uh, Gordon going forward and a bit more out of us defensively you know, right-back, I'd, I'd possibly, for me, I'd look at look at those sort of changes to, to try and shore us up a bit more then.
2: Yeah, I would as well. I think those two on the right-hand side could become a, a, a real, real force. Um, almost harking back to the days of Bobby Hassel with Liam Lawrence spawning on in front of him. We've not really had a, a right-hand side as effective as those two, but I think, actually, as daft as it sounds, Corey O'Keefe and Kellen Gordon have actually got that potential in them.
4: Well, that's what I mean. They're both um, you know, players with a lot of potential. Obviously, we we all said that when Gordon signed from from Lincoln, and uh, in all fairness, Lincoln were, spoke spoke quite highly of him. The only issue they had with them was the fact that he used to get injured a lot. Well, you know, it's you know, touch wood. He doesn't seem to be. You know, he's had a couple of, of niggles. Obviously, what came out kept him out of the start of the season. But um, you know, he seems to be uh, sort of doing doing pretty well now since his since he's recovered. Um, so when you if you, if you put him further up that pitch, and as we all know, again Corey O'Keefe uh, when we signed him from from Macclesfield, uh, again a lot of a lot of people spoke very highly of him of a, of a player with a lot of potential. So. And when he, the, you know, the first few games, uh, we actually really saw that he was probably our outstanding players, yeah. uh, player for the first few games. Um, did drop off a little bit after that, but I don't think that should be anything directed to him as individually. I think that was just a whole team thing, so it'd be very harsh to, to put that on him, uh, you know, totally. So I, I would be, I, you know, I hope we do get to see a little bit more of him come, you know, because I think, uh, in a side that's. That's confident and playing a bit better and probably playing to his his strengths a little bit more. I think he could get a a strong partnership down that right side, whether it be you know with even if it's with Harry Charlesley. I still think I still think um, whoever is partnering down that right, I think O'Keefe could come in and, and do a do a really good job both defensively and, and and attacking.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's hear now from the man who's keeping him out of the side at the moment. Let's hear uh, from Kellen Gordon.
3: We've got a, a strong mental character now. I think that. All the lads, are, you know, we, we, be, we believe in ourselves again and we know that we can, we can match teams in this league. So I think that's, that's why we kind of just got our heads down and just, and, just, and just grinded it out. We went in at half time, believing we could win the game. And obviously, second half, it, it t- took a turn. And so we were kind of happy to, to get the draw, but ultimately we want to win, win games. So my overall personal Feeling was that I was disappointed because I wanted to win the game. I'm consistently getting games. I feel like I'm, I'm playing well at the moment, um, and I just need to keep keep the strong performances for the team. And I, I, hopefully, I can help the team win more games. Positivity, I think. Um, I think the belief that the gaff has, has shown on us as a squad. We've got an identity, and I'd say that really. I think I think positivity is a big a big factor because I think when you when you put that on a team. And you and you believe in them. You go out there and you want to sh- show why the Gaffer believes in us. So I'd I'd say positivity is the is the main main thing. He's just kind of come in and put a smile on everyone's faces. Just just the way uh, training is it's it's, it's enjoyable. Um, there's like lads laughing and joking, you know. But when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious, and he's got his set. Way he wants us to play and, and that's and that's the way we, we do it. I feel fit, I feel strong at the minute, just going out there, just wanting wanted to do my best for the team and I feel like I, I'm, I'm playing well, like I said, I feel like I'm, do, I'm doing well at the minute so I just want to keep that up, like I say, for the team and hopefully we can help them win.
2: That's Kellen Gordon speaking to iFollow Stags. more from him at mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow, get yourself uh, on there of course, still the only place to watch uh, the Stags play this season although Nathan Edge um, once next week comes round uh, it is time to review the old tier systems although the Pictures from Nottingham's uh, one day Christmas market last weekend won't do us any favours uh, whatsoever. I was actually in Nottingham today doing some Christmas shopping um, uh, as well, uh, making the most of furlough. Um, and it's, it's the, all of that is now coming down and it's very, very empty. It's very weird as well. But um, uh, back to it obviously, tier restrictions will get a uh, review next week, which means the Stags at home game. If the Stags were to go into Tier Two, the Stags home game uh, with Southend, a crucial crucial game, could see um, a thousand Stags fans uh, be allowed to go to that. And I say a thousand because obviously, Tier Two you're allowed uh, two thousand fans, but um, you have to hold a test event first before you're allowed to hit that maximum uh, tier number. Uh, Obviously, the Stags were very, very close to holding a test event prior to to them sort of backing out early in the season, uh, but didn't get to actually do it. So, there'd be a test event first, um, but... I don't know whether I'm I'm crossing my fingers as, as tightly this time, Nate, because we've we've been hit by so many disappointments over the past six, seven months or so. When it comes to you know football coming back, fans being allowed, in and and that sort of thing, I don't think I want to get my, my hopes up this time. I think I, I'm ready. I just sort of go with with the the negative, and anything else is a bonus.
4: Well, that's that's probably a good way of uh, considering it. Really, you know, if, if we are are in there, then that it then it is a bonus. If we're not, then we've still got our pre-match uh, warm-up <laughs> show, so there's, there's a positive either way. But um, no, and, and you, know, you know when you look at the the figures for for our area, thankfully you know, they are looking better. And uh, so hopefully when the review does come, you know we we hope that we are going to be put into tier two, which means we can finally start getting uh you know, getting fans back in the ground. So um, you know we all we all want to be back there. I think it does help this, this time around that we are now seeing clubs across the country that are allowed fans and obviously, um, I, I don't think Grimsby will on Saturday, will they? No. Carlisle will on yeah. Tuesday night. So, And obviously, we saw it against uh, Cambridge. So, you know, it, when you see it happen in other clubs, you do think that it's probably just a matter of time now until we're, we're back in the ground, which is, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to happen for the, the whole season. To be fair, no, so, I've, I've
2: still—I said to my dad before we started this podcast—I've that still got it in my in my head. I'm still fully prepared to not watch a game this season in person.
4: Yeah, and Which, I'm fine with I, that. You know, it, it's a bonus then, isn't it? You know, if, if we do get in there for for South Bend, when you think there's still uh, still a large chunk of the season to go, you know, we've not actually missed that many games. Obviously, I appreciate it's still not going to be even two thousand. It's still not going to be the the crowds that we we're used to used to get in but at least uh you know 1600 season ticket holders will be able to get back in there which includes ourselves um and, and a few a few more paying customers on the on the day uh, you know so yeah, it's a bit a bit of extra income for, for the club but most importantly it's uh you know it's it's a chance for us to get in and, and back the team and I, and I do feel you know we we've, we've sat here uh, over previous seasons and you know, I've playing more myself, I've, I've criticised some of our fan base because we do, uh, like a lot of clubs, to be fair, we do turn on on our own team sometimes, and we forget the sort of meaning of support. Which, I mean, we all we're all highly emotional with our own yeah. club, so it's understandable to a certain extent. But at the same time, it's just you think if you get behind your club a bit more, we you know we might see a bit more from them. Uh, I think now under uh, you know the trust in management uh, that we've got with with Cuffer, you know um, at the helm I, I do think that will come in with a bit more positive uh, you know around the stadium especially after having so long out uh, and hopefully we can use that to our advantage but saying that we know it's not always the case because that's exactly what Cambridge fought, and uh, and, and we all know what we did there.
2: Absolutely well uh, we'll keep our eye on it and I'm sure you know like we said just to clarify on the, the pre-match and post-match stuff we'll only do pre-match stuff until we lose a game. Probably not true. We'll probably just keep doing it because we've started doing it now, haven't we? Um, and I think uh, away matches
4: as well. Obviously, we won't be going to go into that. Yeah, know uh, away matches. Yeah. And it's we'll always
2: do we'll always do the cool down post match reaction show as well until um, you know we can go to every single game. If we get to go to home games, we won't do after a home game, but we certainly will after an away game. And um, we'll try and keep you guys as connected uh, as we possibly can. And um, that's pretty much it for this week. To be honest, I think obviously we've we've. We, we want to save the the Grimsby talking for for the pre match show on Saturday. Have you set it in your phone yet as a reminder?
4: <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to me last week, but I, you know, I'm not I'm not normally uh, I'm not normally that bad. So, uh, but I might just set a little reminder just in case, because <laughs> uh, who knows? I think I've got baby brain at the moment. If I can even claim that, so um, no, it's that, no, I
2: think you can claim it. It's like a it's it's that sort of support bubble thing, isn't it? You know, you you you, you sympathise for. Uh, for, for what emma's going through of course,
4: yeah that must that must be it hence why uh, you know I completely forgot about the uh the walk show last week <laughs> uh which I'm very sorry for, sorry about obviously um, I'm, but I'm not taking responsibility we still would have drawn that game guys.
2: absolutely we we can forgive you um as well um well, this is also the last midweek podcast we're gonna do before Christmas because um you know we've got we've got games on on next Tuesday night and then the week after that it is Christmas. But it's not the Christmas special uh, because we are going to announce something very special for, for Christmas very very soon. All I can say is it's going to be very 2020, um, and it's not going to be on Facebook. Uh, we're going to give you guys the opportunity to. Um, well, we will have a normal po- a normal Christmas podcast, um, which will be Hold on, on Facebook.
0: Yeah.
4: It's not
2: gonna be uh that cahoot, is it? No, 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 definitely oh, not. That's no. all right, as long as you get definitely back to boots. Never gonna do that again. Never. <laughs> um We're gonna bring back the Zoom and we're gonna we're gonna host um a Mansfield Matters Christmas family game night. So they won't be, there will be a stags themed round in there but it will just be a normal generic Christmas themed quiz which you guys and game show which you guys can can play along with, it will be on Zoom hosted by me, um, you can compete against Nathan, Cam, possibly Simon uh, as well, it'll be great fun as well, so uh, more details come in uh, for that very very soon we'll also do our normal generic Christmas show as well, but I think we just felt didn't we Nathan with the way that this year has gone we wanted to do something a little bit different and have a little bit of fun
4: yeah, um, and I, I, I think it'll be it will be great fun. Um, I think I've not actually really enjoyed the proper, proper quiz this year, which is unbelievable. Cause I think everybody apart from me. So it'll be. Well, it'll I was going nice to say. I was
2: just going to. I was just going to say that you know you did a lot of your dad's quizzes, didn't you?
4: I did. That's that's why I said proper. You know, you going to get that bit. Uh, you know, this, it wasn't quite, uh, just, quite just, proper.
2: Just to clarify as well, this won't just be a quiz. This is a game show. You will be running around your oh, house right. fetching stuff. It, it. Yeah, Nathan will probably fall down the stairs and. <laughs> Injure ah. himself, um, but yeah, it will be it, it will be a lot of fun. If anyone,
4: Great. yeah, it's so tune in basically to watch me fall over. That, I mean, that's yeah. that's not worth coming to anyone
2: I think we've ever. sold it. I think we've sold it already. So uh, yeah, we'll have more details on that in the uh, in the coming days. So make sure you stay tuned to this Facebook uh, page, and uh, uh, that's pretty much it. Um, thanks very much for joining me, Nate. I really appreciate your time. Um, as always, I shall see you again. Um, on Saturday and to you guys at home as well, thanks very much um, for watching um, and getting involved in the comments as always. The Stags have got a not necessarily difficult December but they've certainly got a December ...which is going to see them have to put the work in. Starting with Grimsby on Saturday. Three of the next four games against teams around us before Christmas. Saturday, a trip to Grimsby. We're in 19th. They're on. They're in 20th. They've won two games more than us. We've drawn more. We've got a better goal difference. It's very, very tight down there... ...but we certainly need to come home with something other... ...than a stick of rock from the seaside on Saturday. Join us... On the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans, live on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Matters at 10 to 2 for the uh, warm-up Facebook Live exclusive. And then 15 minutes after the full-time whistle for all the reaction, the debate, the emotion as the Stags look to get three points on the board and move further away from the bottom two. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Goodbye. So, happy birthday, Danny Rose.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com